Okay, good morning all. Thank you for making time to come and have probably a boring meeting about this very exciting trip. I'm grateful for your time. More than that, I'm really grateful that we are doing this thing in a big old group. There are a few people, just to give you a heads up, one's joining us from Atlanta, and we've got another person joining us from LA, and then we've got two people we've never met that are coming with us from San Francisco. I just want to tell you the story because it's interesting. They, they wanted to come, and they couldn't get into a mixed group. They really needed these dates, you know? And so the tour company told them, well, maybe you could go with the St. Thomas people. Just call the, you know, the, the pastor guy and ask him, right? So they did, and I said, well, I don't know if you want to go on this particular trip, because we're going to be, you know, having prayers at morning and noontime and evening in Compline. We're going to have the Eucharist every day, and we, we take that with wine and bread, you know. So, so I, does that sound like something you'd, you know, you'd do? They said, oh, oh, that's fine. I, we're just worried you wouldn't want us. I said, what do you mean? Well, we're black. And I said, oh, well, you're, you're fine, you know, you're going to be fine. Uh, well, it's just sort of an amazing thing that they were worried about that. So, so we've got two folks coming from San Francisco we've never met, and there'll be 44 of us all together, okay? Which is a neat thing, isn't it? It's a darn neat thing. Um, yes, sir. I just wanted to say to this group, I have made this Thank you, sir. So what we wanted to do is, you know, it's nice to see each other and, and realize that this thing you've invested in is going to happen. Um, but there's also an opportunity for us to clear up, you know, make sure we, we, we're all on the same page about everything we need to know. And the first thing I want to talk to you about is packing, because lots of people are wondering about that. And really what you need to expect is temperatures probably in, in the mid-60s, high 50s, and, and those are sort of the highs and lows. May make it to the mid-50s, okay? We won't be staying in tents, so the accommodations will be great. They're all like three and a half, four-star places. In fact, the kibbutz we're staying at, I've been told by a couple of friends who have done this sort of thing a number of times, the best place to stay in Galilee, okay? So, so you should look forward to good accommodations, um, but you'll want to dress in layers as you would in the Houston winter, right? Very likely not going to be wet. If you have a jacket that can put up with a little water, it doesn't really rain there. You, you know, in San Diego, it would rain a little bit and people would say, oh, look at the rain, you know, and, and I call that spitting. Here it actually rains. But so, so you may want to have some sort of light shell to bring with you, dress in layers. Um, because it's cold enough, I mean, you may consider wearing shorts. I think you'll be okay. If you ever try to go into a church or a mosque and you're not appropriately dressed, they'll give you something, okay? You may not like wearing it, but it will get you in. So there's really no dress code you have to have in order to get in. Uh, in terms of packing, I pack light. I'm probably bringing two pairs of blue jeans. Um, you may think that's gross. It might be, but that's what I'm bringing. Uh, <laughs> So consider that. There will be, because we're going with a travel company, you know, you won't really be touching your luggage much after you get it off the conveyor belt. You know, we'll wheel it out and the bus driver will load all that up and download it at the hotels and the bellhops will take it to your room, etc. okay? 
given that reality, I still like to pack really light myself. Okay, so do, do what you're comfortable with. Yes, ma'am. You don't need them, no. And, and again, if you're going somewhere that you need something, they'll offer it to you. You might choose, you might choose to bring your own scarf, but when would you wear it? In the rare event that we're allowed inside the Dome of the Rock, you would have to wear the hijab. Not a burqa, right, a hijab. Um, and, and, and again, you can, you can bring that if you have a wide scarf, so don't think that thin scarf, that won't do it for you. It needs to be, in Spanish, what's called a rebozo or, a, or, or you know, some kind of um, rectangle so that you can get it over your head. As I told you, if you don't have what you need, they will give you what you need. It might cover more than you wanted to, but it will certainly get you into the place. Okay? Um, this is going to sound funny. People say, do I need to bring a swimsuit? If you'd like to get into the Dead Sea, yes, and I would encourage you to all do that. If you've never been in water in your life, get in some water before you go so that you can compare that against the Dead Sea, right, in which you will sort of be able to float and sit up in the water like I'm sitting up right now, right? So you really don't want to miss that. Um, when we go to the Jordan, there might be an opportunity for you to remember your baptism. I will not re-baptize anybody. That's silly. However, if you'd like to get in the water to remember your baptism, I will push you under if that's what you'd like to do, okay? Uh, swimsuit is a good thing to have on that day, right? Please bring chapstick. It is very dry there, and your lips will get chapped. Do you need sunscreen? I don't know. It's sunny. Um, so, so sort of make your decision accordingly on that. And what else should you bring to pack? Please, please, please make the error of bringing comfortable shoes instead of fashionable ones, okay? So if you're only going to bring one pair of shoes, make sure you can walk several miles in them each day, okay? Uh, you might choose to bring some loafers for dinner or something like that, although you should know that when most people go on this pilgrimage, they're dressing for function and not for form, so feel free to dress for function the whole time. I'm not bringing dress shoes myself. I'm also not bringing any clerical collars either, right? Um, I'll bring a stole to do the Eucharist and that's sort of it. But I'm just telling you, it's all about functionality when we do this trip, okay? Yeah, when we go, you've got two choices. There, there's the day where we're going to go through Hezekiah's Tunnel, and that's one and a half kilometers, and it's through six inches to 12 inches deep water. Right? So on that day, you'll either want to have shoes you can get wet, water shoes, or you can do the good old-fashioned thing. I will go barefoot. There's not any tacks or anything in there. It's a stone floor, and it's not particularly slippery. Okay? So, so just know those are kind of the special events to pack for if you want to get in the Jordan River, if you want to get in the Dead Sea, and some footwear is optional for going through the tunnel. Okay? Yes, ma'am. It's a good idea because it's salty and can get in your eyes. Your other option is to keep your eyes closed if you go under the water. Um, not a lot of people go under under the water. It's actually more difficult than you think. It takes a bit of effort to get submerged in that water. Okay? Uh, but you might choose to bring goggles. Fair, very fair. Yes, sir? 
Let me get through the packing first. I've, so this, all of these things are on my agenda, but let me ask if there's any pack. Oh, some of you, some people ask, do we need an electronic converter if we're going to be taking stuff? Yeah, you should get a converter. Where can you get that? Um, the internet is the best place to go. And just type U.S. electricity converter into Amazon and, and, and then Israel and just make sure it covers Israel and you'll be fine. Me, I'm just going to warn you, I'm not bringing my phone because something that's nice about a pilgrimage is to not be connected, right? If somebody really needs me, they'll call my hotel. Um, you can, if you bring a cell phone, purchase a SIM card that will make your phone work in Israel. Again, where can you do that? You can probably go to your Verizon store or your AT&T store or whoever you do your wireless and say, I'm going there. Do you have a SIM card that I can get so my phone will work? If you choose to do that. Yes, sir. Yes. And so you can set that up by calling Verizon or going to the store, and, and that's something that you pay. I mean, I, I, just so that I don't seem like a total troglodyte, I'll bring my laptop, and there'll be Wi-Fi in the hotel, and all that's fine. Y yes, sir. Oh. You won't have your U.S. phone number. So if your phone is really important to you, talk to your wireless provider and they'll troubleshoot that. You know, we're not going to Haiti. We're going to a country that is, has really top-notch infrastructure. I mean, I just can't underscore that. You may be thinking in your head, this is going to look like Spain. It's going to look like Germany. I just want you to get that right in your, in your head. It is not going to look like Spain or Italy, okay? in terms of infrastructure and, and policies, et cetera. Um, anything else you should pack? You might want to leave room in your suitcase to bring some souvenirs. If somebody offers you a relic, let me know, because I really want one. Um, it, it, it won't be real, but I still would love to have a relic. Um, any other packing questions? Um, let me tell you the thing about the flashlight. You may go in that tunnel and want to shine a light. I would really discourage you from that, the reason being, some of the magic is to be in total darkness and six inches of water in a, in a pretty well-cut rectangle the whole way. You can put your hands on the side of the wall. I mean, you're talking about something this narrow. If you're worried about tripping, your hands are on the wall and they're smooth enough to glide. And the problem with the light is that it dilates the pupils of other people and may detract from their experience. And we can probably... Red well, I think that's right. So you see, you already know all this. That's, that's your prerogative. Pictures don't work out well down there, but, but the memory is really what you're going for. Uh, yes, ma'am. I was just going to ask how many suitcases do you plan on bringing? Well, I think you probably get two checked bags and a carry-on. Me, I'm going to bring one bag. To, I think you get two. Craig says one. Good. Because if you need two suitcases, come talk to me in a counseling environment and we'll figure this out, you know? Because, golly, we're just going for 10 days, friends, okay? Um, really, I would encourage you to pack as lightly as possible. I really just, I really would, even though you're not hauling your own suitcase. This is a pilgrimage which is a little bit different from, I mean, we're staying in nice places, right? But, but think pilgrimage instead of vacation if you can, and, that, and that'll help you. Think functional instead of fancy, okay?
Yes, ma'am. Well, this is a nice thing. We have an air-conditioned motor coach at our disposal, and what we can do is take the hotel towel with us that day of the water tunnel, have it on the bus, and then the hotel will clean it for us. If you'd like to bring your own towel, you can, but even the day we go to the Dead Sea, you're perfectly within your rights to take the towel out of the hotel and return it, and everything will be good. What's nice about us being our own group, right, is that we can leave our things on the bus, which is ours, and no one else is getting in it. I mean, this is actually really to our advantage that, that we have. So just keep that in mind if you think, oh, I'm gonna bring too much. Some people said they've got hypoglycemia or they've got some sort of issue and they wanna make sure they have enough food. If you're worried, bring extra food, leave it in the bus, you don't have to carry it around. We go back and forth to the bus and the sites throughout the day, so that'll always be available for you. No. I mean, so certain days, and you'll see in the itinerary which day's lunch is covered. When they're covering it, right, it'll be at a restaurant. When they're not, what'll happen is they'll probably recommend a place to us, and then you can do what you want, right? Um, and, and this is where, in terms of what you need to bring money-wise, the only money you need, time at packing, is for two things. I think there's five lunches they're not covering. Those won't be pricey-pricey. You can likely pay for that with your Visa card, your MasterCard, or your Discover card if you want. I'm gonna bring probably $100 in cash that I'll convert to the Israeli currency, the shekel, at the airport or at a bank. I'm not doing it here domestically. The tour provider will make time for us to do this, right? They'll take us to a place that has a lower commission or has no commission. You can get the money in advance if you want. You'll get a better rate there, though, potentially. Okay? But all you need that money for, frankly, is buying food from a street vendor because any restaurant will take your, your plastic payment. Okay? The other reason you'll need money is to tip the guides and the driver, and that's done in one installment. Okay? Now, uh, when you say, how much money are you supposed to tip? Um, I don't know about supposed to. I, I like to believe that good service warrants better tipping. What's a minimum tip? Uh, well, I, you know, I don't like to tell you that, but I would say on a 10-day thing, you think about $5 a day for the tour guide and the bus driver, 50 bucks a piece. I would say that's a pretty middle-of-the-road tip. That's with good service. If it's great service, you might throw more in than that. I'm just trying to give you an idea. That's not gospel. You, if you think, no, 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 $25 is more right. Listen, by the time we put us all together, it's not like they rely on this. It really is a tip, okay? So, so how much money do you need? Maybe $200, maybe, right? If you want to buy a nativity set, I'm going to tell you it's going to cost more than that. Don't bring that cash, though. Just, just don't. Because, again, this is, we're going to Germany, we're not going to Iran. In Iran, you bring the cash, because <laughs> no card works anywhere, okay? Are there ATMs? Yes. So you can also do it that way if you'd like. I recommend, if you don't have one, either, and, and again, this is safe, you're going to see 18-year-olds with M60s, not 16s, M60s. Those are the ones that you need a tripod to shoot. You're going to see those just hanging around in military uniforms, boys and girls, wherever we go. You just, this is how they run, right? The Israeli army is all over the place, okay? It's a pretty safe place to be, I'm going to tell you. Once you get there, barring any kind of 
thing that's unpredictable, right? However, anytime I go anywhere in the world, anywhere, I wear one of those little money belts, what goes up, sort of tucks into my pants, um, so that a wallet can't get cut out of my pocket or taken out of my pocket. Equally good is the necklace. You know, it goes under your shirt. You can take it out when you want to pay something and tuck it back in your shirt. I don't know if it's really safer. It sure makes me feel a lot more secure than I've never been robbed. Um, I put my passport in it, I put my credit card in it, and I put my cash in it, and I wear that all the time unless I'm asleep in my room with the door locked. I've done that for 20 years, 22, and been incident free. But I've also never had somebody pull a gun on me, right? But I don't think that'll happen. So I do recommend the money belt or the money wallet if you want greater security than you would get with a wallet or a purse, okay? Ladies, if you can avoid a purse, I'd recommend it. Purses are easy targets, they just are, especially on a small street with a motorcycle. If you need a bag, leave it in the bus. I bring my camera in a separate bag, that's been okay, right? Or just, you don't wanna have to carry something around that's heavy and clunky. I know sometimes you get used to it, but, is that okay? That's my travel advice, there you have it. <laughs> Backpack's great. Yeah, I'm bringing water on my back because I don't like to carry a water bottle, so I have like a camel back and I put the, the water on the back, you know. Okay, the other question is uh, bottles of water. Yeah, the tour company is there to serve us. So don't you bring any water with you. If you feel underserved, you tell the tour operator, I need some more water, and that's what they do. Okay. Mm -hmm. They may say, that's not covered, go buy some. It's 50 cents. You, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be really okay. Definitely don't bring it with you, though. That, that'll make your suitcase unbearable. Yes, sir? Yeah, you mentioned um, pictures. Most people these days use their uh, phone. Yep. Pictures. You recommend it. Should I remove the phone at all? Well, for me it is, because that's what... <laughs> getting away from my phone is like the highlight of the trip. Um, my, my camera also takes better pictures from my phone. If you're bringing your phone, you're great, you know, and again, you don't need a data plan to use your camera. If having your cell phone operable is important, go see the operator and they'll tell you, you know, what your fee structure looks like, etc., what you need to do to your phone. Um, Again, everybody has different pictures. What's great about us going as a group is somebody's going to get the picture you want, probably, and at the end we can pull that on, on um, Snapfish or something like that. So if you look at your own and you say, golly, I wish I had a better picture of that, there'll probably be 42 pictures better than that in, in the group pile, which, which we can do as we, as we come back. Yes, ma'am? Medication. Medication, yeah. I mean, if you have medication, uh, this prescription, of course, bring that. <laughs> um, what else do would you want to bring? Well, any pharmacy there is going to have Advil, Olive, Tylenol, sort of stuff you can get here. Um, unlike going to Iran, having done that recently, I mean, it's not like you're going to want to be extradited for medical care. My insurance covers it. I bought trip insurance. It will extradite me to the U.S. The medical care is probably better there than, than I'm going to get, you know. So keep that in mind. If you want to bring something like Tylenol, I always get, you know, I have these leftover things in case I get indigestion or something like that. You can bring it. But the pharmacy sells that over there just fine. You know, I mean, it's... I would bring it in your prescription container the pharmacy gives you. I mean, you don't need the paper instructions or anything like that. Just your, your prescription container will be totally fine. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know if you have to have the bottle. I usually put my stuff in a plastic Ziploc bag. I, and again, I've gone to countries with much different security and, and never been searched. If you're worried about it and you have your bottle, you can bring that. But again, a Ziploc bag has never got me in trouble anywhere we go. I will tell you this. Israeli security is unlike any security you've ever seen, probably which is why they've never had a plane hijacked. <laughs> so on the way out, uh, they may stop and interview us on the way in, me especially, because I have that Iran stump and my passport. You may have to wait for me while I get strip searched or whatever. But um, on the way out, I, I, last time I went, I bought some chocolate bars and they weighed them. I mean, just to let you know, they ran them through the, the, the scanner and then they weighed them to make sure they weren't some sort of explosive. So we just, we just know they're going to scan and they're thorough. You know, don't bring a lawnmower, don't bring a leaf blower. People have tried to do this, right? You can see them in the TSA box at the airport, you know. Please don't bring, you know, butterfly knives and switchblades. Just leave that stuff at home. The Israelis will take all of that. Don't be afraid, just don't bring dumb stuff. I mean, that's just the, that's the rule of thumb, but we're all good. If you're not sure, you can ask me, or you can look on the, the TSA site. But, you know, in general, knives and explosives are not good things to bring to Israel or anywhere else. Yeah. Medicine, again, I've just never seen a search. I just, I haven't seen it. If, if you're worried, bring the bottle. Yeah, don't worry, they won't let you. I mean, again, don't think you're going to sneak anything by the Israeli security, because you are woefully mistaken, if that's your idea. Yes, sir? If it's not obvious, carry your medication on the plane with you. Don't check it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. Okay, other baggage or packing questions? I think you're okay. Typically what I've been able to do is I, I usually bring a backpack and, and I leave enough room to get my camera in it if they make me, you know, which means I might have to take a book out and hold the book. So I could consolidate it in one bag, but I've never had trouble even carrying the two, the camera bag plus the bag, I've never had trouble. And we got a lot of seats. We got 34 seats on that plane, so I think we're all right. Yes, I think I have the seat numbers theoretically, and of course what we can do in our large group is trade around, because some people prefer the aisle seat, but, uh, well, I prefer the aisle, some people prefer the window, so, so we can switch that around, and what's great is we can establish some Christian love and charity on the way by swapping the middle seats halfway through the flight. What a great way to be considerate. Yes, ma'am? What size of aircraft is it? I think it's a Boeing. It has wings. It's, it's honestly, it's probably a 777. I, I mean, because 747s don't really fly that often, you know. So I think, you know, the last plane I was in that, that made this kind of journey, I think they were three seats, four seats, three seats. Yeah, I think that's right. I've got all your tickets, you know, and we'll, we'll have them for you in hand. Um, I can email them to you, maybe. It's kind of complicated because I have a whole batch in one file. Um, but I've got your tickets, promise. You will need a passport. Don't forget that. That's really important. Yes, ma'am. On a plane? On a plane. 
I've never heard of that. Of course, what you can do is also put your knees together and raise your legs up like this. I mean, actually, I was on an Air India flight that showed you how to do all these exercises in your seat. The biggest thing I would recommend while you're doing that is to get up in the aisle and walk, 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 walk. Yeah. I don't know about the beach ball. Compression socks probably do something, but, but just moving around on the flight, if that's a concern for you, is, is not a bad idea. I usually put my feet on my backpack, but yeah. yeah. Yes, ma'am. To get out of the plane and get to the next gate. That's it. Not going into Turkey. So we're staying in the international airport. We're not going to go back through. Yeah, we're flying Turkish Air both ways, you know. So they've already screened us coming into the country. Now, I could be wrong, I could be, and that would mean we'd have to claim our baggage and go through security again. I just don't think that's how it's gonna be. I've had to do that before in some weird instances, but we're booked on the same carrier and our final destination is this other place, so I, d I don't think so. We've already met that requirement, yeah, yeah. We, everybody's already at that requirement. Six months longer than expiry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, we won't be leaving the airport. I mean, I actually hate that. I do because we'll go there in a couple years. Yeah, and we'll stay there. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, and that's actually something I wanted to not overly plan for us, but it's something I'm willing to investigate. And again, there's 34 of us flying the same flight, many of whom are here. There's about five people flying ahead of us. There's the two from San Francisco, there's an LA, and there's an Atlanta. So they don't have this option, really, because they'll be in connecting stuff. But you know, there's a critical group of us enough. If you'd like, I'm very happy to investigate getting a bus that leaves from St. Thomas, and I'll just let you know how much that costs. Okay, and, and P.S., you can totally leave your car in the St. Thomas lot the whole time we're gone, and I'm not worried about that, you know. Uh, it's a relatively safe place. I'll even let the, the Nassau Bay police know that's what's happening so that they can be mindful of that on their patrols. They've been pretty good about doing that with us. So I'll look into that this week, and you can say, no, that's cost prohibitive, or yes, it's good. Obviously, it has to almost be a charter bus to get 34 of us on there, but um, not only will I, I'm pretty confident it'll be cheaper, the biggest thing is we just don't have to worry about the car business, okay? I wouldn't do it any other way. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I, I am happy to investigate this on our behalf. If you trust me to do that, I'll do it. Um, and I'll investigate multiple, you know, multiple options. The truth is, if we end up taking personal vehicles, if we end up doing that, the cost to park in the parking spot is $7 a day, so $70 a car that we can split among four or five people in the car. 
you know. So it makes sense to carpool no matter what we do. And, and I'll just let you know the rates and we can say, oh, I don't want to do that. I'd rather drive my own car or whatever. But, but hopefully it comes up much less with a big, big group of us like this. Yeah, the TSA is going to break your lock off, right? I mean, yeah. But she said one of the good things she used was color, the colorful you get at dollar store, the zip ties that you can put on your, your luggage to secure it. What do you think? I've never had to lock my bag before. I, I, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't know what you're gonna, what you're wanting to bring. I'm gonna leave my Fabergé eggs at home, but um, I, I, I just, I would, I would, I wouldn't lock it up. I, I just, I wouldn't. And again, what's nice about our group is that we have our own bus and not public transportation. So there's times when I've ridden on trains where you know I was worried about people stealing my luggage while I slept. But we're not in that situation at all. You know, our, our bus driver is the only one controlling access to the bus. So, so. We should be real good. Yes, ma'am. Um, last spring, I was going to take the Galveston Willow service to Antoine Alex and found out he had some really convenient, but then they were going to charge police badge and always carry it. Yeah. And then the executive repeatedly on campus just didn't tell okay. me that can be avoided. It would be a good thing. Promise I'll investigate thoroughly. And I'll let you know if I say, uh, this isn't working, does somebody else want to do it, or do we want to take cars? You know, you'll get that email from me probably this week. Yes, ma'am. One other thing you can do uh, for this question, I think, is the Ramada uh, Hotel. Now, they're not talking illegally. You're paying for it. Yes. It's about half price. It's like three dollars a day. Oh, that's good. And we did that last year for, for four weeks, and it worked out very well. And then they took the city off board. Thanks. Yeah, I think so. That's what we're going to put our energy into. Okay, yes, sir. Yeah, you know, it's always recommended by the, the federal government, too, that you run a copy of your passport. It doesn't have to be color. And put that in a place where your passport isn't. So you may want to have that Xerox in your suitcase, which will probably be different from where your passport is. Do not put your passport in your suitcase. Have it in your carry-on or in your little wallet thing or whatever. But that way, if, if you lose it, you can go to the consulate with your, with your um, copy, and they'll regenerate you another one in a jiff. No, you're not going to be driving anything. Just your passport is all you need. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, other kind of baggage questions or getting to the airport questions? Uh, is that something that anybody who has some tricks that they've learned in terms of packing that they would like to share? What are requirements? Use the straps to tie it down, pack less. <laughs> Those are the tips.
That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I, listen, I change my underwear every day. I'm not weird, you know, and I wear a different shirt most. I change my socks every day, but you know, yeah, we're going to get to know each other very well. So <laughs> there we have it. Um, Okay, other thing to expect. When we show up at the airport, and for the people going ahead of it, I'll probably give it to you when we get there, I've made for us a booklet that includes our itinerary, but it also includes all the forms of prayers we'll be doing, morning, afternoon, complet, etc. And it has the daily office for every day. That means those are the scriptures we'll have read through each day in order to execute those offices and execute the Eucharist. So I'll have that and I'll have a chalice from St. Thomas and a plate, and when we get there, we'll buy the port and the bread that we're going to use to have the Eucharist each day, including places like the Garden of Gethsemane, um, the, the Garden Tomb, etc., etc. you get it. So this is something to expect we're going to do every day, is have these prayers in the morning before the trip leaves. So if the bus driver says, we're getting on the bus at 8, at 7.40, we'll have morning prayer right? If you miss it, you do, although I do want to tell you this is what makes a trip a pilgrimage and not a vacation, right? And in some ways, it's one of the cool things about going is that we're, we're doing the, 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 the five things every day together. Um, so there we go. Is anybody gluten-free? Thanks be to God. Okay, it makes it a lot easier. Okay. Just because of the communion bread, you know, it can become difficult. Um, Ooh, I don't know if there's anything else I need to tell you. Any other questions for me? I do. Please. Um, we're going to be hiking a lot. We're going to be traveling a lot. Oh, yeah. Thanks. If, if I need to stop and rest or something along the way, will there be opportunities to do that? Yeah, this is a great thing. And I want to tell you whether or not you're worried about your mobility or not. So let me tell you a few things. First of all, this itinerary is is very heavy. We're doing a lot of seeing, okay? You might consider taking up a walking program now so that then you don't have bunions and blisters and etc. or tired knees or whatever, right? How much would I walk a day? If you can build up to a couple miles of just walking a day, and we're all together, right? We're at a racing pace. This is a good idea, okay? It's a very good idea. the other thing to say is what's great about this trip is it's our trip and, and that means a couple of things if we perceive or if i with us perceive that we're spending too long somewhere we'll tell the bus driver we're ready to leave <laughs> and we will and if we feel like we're too short i think we can pretty much say we're going to stay here longer and we can either drop that site on the itinerary that other place we decide more time so we can do that The other good thing is we're pretty much all adults here, which sort of means if the guide's walking along and you want to stop and look at something, stop and look and catch up with us later, okay? Or even just ask, hey, I'm going to stay here. Tell somebody else in the group so we know to look and wait for you, right? Do tell somebody. Don't be that person that we can't find, you know? But um, here we go as adults. We can do this. Now, some people in our group might feel, you know, if if your foot gets tired and you're tired of walking and you don't want to hold the group up, you might just say to the guide, hey, I need to sit down for this stop. You know, I may not be able to walk through that tunnel with you all. Um, What can I do instead? And it's the guide's job to find you something else you can do, even if that is just sit at a cafe and observe people. You know what I mean? 
What we don't want to do is turn this into the Bataan Death March for anybody. And, and we also know, right, some of us have mobility issues that could challenge what the rest of the group can do. So just be sensitive to both. Let somebody know, and, and I think that makes a sense. I mean, the truth is, if you don't see that other church, if you want to stay on the bus, will it ruin your trip? Of course it won't. Of course it won't, right? Most of the experience of this trip that's going to be best is seeing the landscape, being in the place, being in the place with a group of people who are interested in the same goals you are, which is worship and learning and community, right? So if you miss a stop, you do. If you decide... I'm just tired of, of touring today. I want to hang out at the hotel. Do that. Just let us know. Okay? Does that make sense? So I, I'm really being honest about this. We have built in, I think on day three or day four, it's going to sound silly, but we're going to a winery for a couple of hours, an Israeli winery, and, it, and that'll be different from an American winery for, for a few reasons to be disclosed as we get there. But that's actually some built-in R&R, too. Whether you drink wine or not, you'll, 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 you'll get to see the industry, and it's meant to be a slowdown. You, you, you know what I mean? There's not a lot of slowdowns, though, because we're not missing anything. <laughs> I just don't want you to miss anything. Yes, sir? Like a chamois that you can just, you know... Yeah, probably it's a lower tip than you're used to giving. You know, I mean, like just for example, in, in Europe, when you tip a meal, you don't tip 15%. That's too high. It actually sends a very confusing message. Yeah. yeah very fair, very fair. Yeah, I, if, if that's your practice, go ahead and keep it up. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, so trap trip insurance. I've had a few people say, I found this in this great rate, or I found this in that great rate. I mean, I can't really give you advice because you have to pick what you think is best for you. I bought insurance on a site called World Nomads for $74. It, it covers me in case I need medical evacuation or I get hurt on the trip. It, it doesn't refund my ticket if I can't go. It doesn't. But I'm pretty sure I'm going, so I'm not particularly worried about that. You, you know, in the event of an international incident and the trip gets canceled, the airline is reputable and known, and so is the tour operator, so we'll make an adjustment. And so far, it looks like that's going to be okay, right? Um, if you have special concerns about, oh, golly, you know, like, I need, I need to get, um, uh, I don't know what it is, if you want extra life insurance, or if you want um, insurance that will, will compensate you if you tear your ACL while you're there, or something like that. I, I mean, I don't really know where to point you. Um, you don't really need insurance for Turkey because we're not going to Turkey. We're going to be in an international airport, and we're going to Israel. Does, does, it, does that make sense, what I mean? That was my concern. How about I don't, get, I don't get insurance? Yeah, you can make that call. The only reason I've done it is in case I get hurt there and then I get stuck with the hospital bill. Now, my insurance will extradite me if I need it. Otherwise, it would pay, you know, my medical bills while I'm there. For $74, that's pretty good because I can't even see my primary caregiver here for less than 110 bucks, right? So really, you're paying less than one visit to your primary care if you've got a high-deductible health plan like the clergy do um, <laughs> to cover you for 10 days. 
Oh, it doesn't ask your age. This website, this one I've done is no age. Oh, did they really? Oh, shucks. Okay. Yeah, Medicare is not going to cover you. Okay, so who will cover you? Let me tell you, Lewis and Kathy Delgado actually sent me this email. They're not here. And, and they had, they said a really good place for them. Um, and, and let me just give you that, that place. Uh, it is called... It is. It's Insure My Trip. You go to insuremytrip.com. That was it. And it gives you quotes from several different companies and allows you to compare. So I'll write that up here. They'll tell you to use that one. Yeah, I mean, Kathy Hill recommended AIG that does Travel Guard. Um, okay. I just, I would recommend no matter what that you just go ahead and get some insurance. Again, whether you want to insure your, your airline ticket as well is up to you. I'm not doing that because, again, I'm, I'm not worried about that. If you're worried about it, do it. Um, but, but you do want to have some kind of insurance in case you sprain your ankle or in case... God forbid you fall or something like that, you know, which can happen to any of us young and old. Yes. Passenger flight, but yeah. Thanks, thanks. Good, good. And again, the difference in price you're hearing is what's acceptable risk. For, for somebody my age, I've got a much higher risk tolerance, right? I mean, I just do, and I'm going to be upfront about that. That's right. And, and I have insurance, so I'm telling you, you should get some, okay? That's, the, that's, that's the, really the summary of that, is get, get some. Um, you know, again, if I'm a lady and I wear jewelry, I don't wear it. I, I wear wedding, I, you know, I'm going to wear my wedding band because I can't sleep without it, and it's relatively valuable to me for lots of reasons, but I'm just not going to take it off. Um, if I had a 20-carat diamond on my finger, I'd leave that one at home. I just would. Uh, well, I actually wear a watch when I travel. I, I would, you know, again, if you only wear a Rolex, break your rule for this trip, and wear a $25 Timex. I mean, that's just it, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's it. That's it with valuables. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. No, no, he'll be impressed with my packing. Yeah. I'm wearing one of the pants, Marty. <laughs> yeah. 
so I'm bringing another pair. I just <laughs> give you an idea. Yeah, and hey, even though we're all affirmative, if, if, the only, if the only swimsuit you have is that racing Speedo from when you were in high school, invest in some shorts to just cover that up, you know? I mean, I'll be good, I'll wear a regular length swimsuit, you know, I, I'll leave my string bikini at home. Yes, ma'am, <laughs> you're welcome, you're welcome. Yeah, hotels offer that. I mean, of course, you, you, you pay for that. And, and that's not about to do laundry if you choose to, right? So if you only wanted to pack four days' worth of clothes and wash in the middle, yeah, that's fine, right? I don't know what the hotel will charge. Usually they charge per item, unfortunately, but, but maybe not. You know, maybe not. Yes, sir. Oh, that's a great idea. It's a great idea. So, so um, they, yeah, do that. And you can make that call tomorrow and tell them the dates of your trip. And if I were you, I would tell them, we're stopping in the Istanbul airport, and then we're going. Because if you buy a Coke there, and they shut your card off because they were only looking for Israel, that'd be real sad, you know, for, for you. That would be sad. Thank you. I had someone tell me to use the card that has the chip. Yeah, I mean, if you have that, that's, you have to use it anyway. So if you have a choice, you bring the EC, they call it the EC card over there, and if it's got a chip, that's better. Mm -hmm. That it's, it, they can't steal that card. Right. With the, you know, walk by the bounce. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. When you, if you go to Iran, you will, because otherwise you don't get anything, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You were in the bathroom. We talked about that. Put that copy in your bag, in your, in, in your suitcase. You're okay. You're okay. Oh, very good. Very good. Yep. What is worse for me is taking photographs of my passport and In case you're worried, I actually will have a copy of all of your passports with me. I will. I mean, just I think that's good. I think that's good practice. If you object, I guess I won't bring yours. But I, but I think it's a good idea to have somebody with that. Absolutely. My main concern is that um, we heard that the hotel that we were staying in in Tel Aviv is not ready. Yeah, so they've just moved us to a different hotel. Will we all be together? Of course. Do we know the name of that hotel? I have it in an email. I can resend it to okay. you. Because we yeah. were trying to go early. So yeah. I thought I already sent it to you. I'll send it again. You might have, but I just didn't read it. I probably <laughs> did. You know, we're not worth listening to as clergy people. I'll, I'll, but, I'll, but, I'll, but I'll send it again tomorrow. 
The one, the one in Tel Aviv we were going to stay at is like called the Taj, and it's just not ready for a group our size yet. They're remodeling it, and they're just behind. So they've moved us to a, or maybe it's the one in Jerusalem. I, whatever. Anyway, I'll tell you tomorrow. I'll tell you. It's in Tel Aviv. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. We're staying in three places. We're staying in the first night in Tel Aviv because we're getting in late. I mean, just you can look at this. We're getting in pretty late, which I think is good. Then you're going to sleep that night. The next day we're going to get up and go to the kibbutz in Galilee. We'll stay there two or three days. And then we're going to Jerusalem. And then from Jerusalem we'll go to the airport. Yeah. So we're staying in a total of one, two, three places. And let's make that reminder while we're there, and when we get back, what we can do, again, is have a photo dump for pictures, and if we choose to, for about $10, we can get a book made that everybody gets for $10 a piece that has other people's pictures and other people's narratives in it as well. And that's a nice keepsake. Yep, it's a great idea. So Bob's your sprint guy. Um, any other questions about the trip? Yes, ma'am. It's not on the itinerary, but is there a chance for us to stay anywhere? I don't know. We'll ask the. We'll just ask the operator. You know, we'll ask the the tour operator when we get there. That makes the most sense because I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, okay. If there's no other questions, then maybe just a few other things. I hope you're excited about going. And I hope you're open to being surprised and seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of variety. Now, you're going to have a guy that's going to tell you stuff. I'll probably chime in incessantly and just be prepared to forgive me for doing that because that's just what I'm going to do um, in terms of asking questions too. So I'm, it's not to annoy you that I'm going to do that. Um, the other thing that I think is really key, right, is, is again, um, take time during this trip to meet people you don't know on the trip, especially ones that live there. If you can, try really hard to engage the Palestinian perspective and think through it in addition to the Jewish perspective. I don't just mean for politics, just to understand the world. Okay, we're going to try really hard that. We are going to Palestine on this trip. We are. When we go to Bethlehem, 
That's Palestinian, so we will be going, okay? Um, a lot of people say, uh, what souvenirs are there to be bought? You know, olive wood things are in Bethlehem. Otherwise, it's mostly Middle Eastern stuff. You know, you know, scarves and drums and that sort of business. Do as you like. Um, I hope, though, that you find this not just an interesting trip, but a spiritually enlivening trip. And if for any reason that's not happen happening, let's talk during the trip about it. There's only a month left. Um, has any... I just want to make a strong recommendation. The best thing you can do before going to this trip is read The Source by James Michener. There is nothing better than that. I'm just going to tell you that right now. The Source by James Michener. It's really long. The Source. Yeah, depending on the size print. Mine was fewer pages because it was an eight-point font, and what a sad thing that was. I, I, will, I will warn you, it is not always well written, and it's usually very sad. And you may read it and think, wow, there's a lot of sex in this book. Apparently, some people in the world do that. Uh, so, so be prepared. Uh, that, that's the, but the book itself will be fantastic. Um, if you want to read anything after that, you sort of send a resource list out there, but we're getting on short time. You know, we're short time. I have some loaners I can give you. I've got some video loaners. Um, Judy, you have the lecture series? I gave it to you. Yeah, the videos. The Holy Land Revealed. Yeah. So Judy has on loan 36 lectures by uh, Jody Magnuson, teacher at uh, UNC Chapel Hill. It, the teaching company produces, it's called The Holy Land Revealed, and it really is a guide to archaeology and history. They even talk about how people use toilets at Qumran. Um, it, it's it's I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's, if you're interested in that archaeological perspective, it's fantastic. I mean, it's a really good resource. It's 18 hours worth of video. It's like sitting through an entire college class. I only have one copy. It's on loan to Judy. You can buy it or download it on your computer. Um, after the source, I would do that. Just prioritizing. It's called The Holy Land Revealed. The Holy Land Revealed. Walking the Bible is another book that's great. It's, I mean, it's really about the unitive perspective. It's about the sites. It's about how someone who had no faith went on the Holy Land tour and acquired faith. I have the TV series. I'm willing to loan that out. PBS made a special, so you'll see many of the places that we're going. Um, again, uh, this one's already loaned. This one's good. The Rick Steve ones, I'm going to tell you, to me, wasn't great. It'll give you an idea of what you're going to see, but if you want information behind what you're going to see, watch that one instead. It's long. Uh, and read the source. Those are, again, the best two. If you've already done those, or you, I don't want to watch that nerdy video, um, but you want other suggestions, happy to give them to you. Um, if you want to see, there's a, there's a film on this. The book is long. I, I mean, it's really awful to read. I'm reading it right now. It's called Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. And it's about the 1948 switch where the British pulled out, the Arabs invaded, the Jews fought back, how Israel was, a, you know, the, the establishment of the nation. Uh, James Mitchell does that in a chapter. This is doing it in 500 pages. I really preferred the chapter. If you, you can watch the movie, though. They've made a movie of that. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, lots and lots of resources for Israel, Holy Land, Arab-Palestinian, Jewish relations, a lot of that stuff. Happy to be a resource for you. Um, 
Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. I don't have it, but I have the book. I'll try to finish it by next week, but you don't want to read it. I can just already tell you, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> it's just it's so long. It's really, it really doesn't need to be that long. Uh, okay. Walking the Bible is great, and I recommend it, and I've got the movie. If you'd rather watch the movie, I've got it. Uh -huh. I have it at my house, so I can keep, I'll bring it up here and make it available. Yeah, I can leave it at the desk for you. Yeah, yes, sir. A series of episodes the BBC made. Yes, yeah, so you can, so you can also buy that. It may even be on Netflix. Walking the Bible. You can try. I don't think it is, but you can try it because or PBS made it. PBS. Walking the Bible. It's a. Yeah. Oh, well, you get to see the scenery in the show. You know, you get to see it, and that's nice. It's of a different, yeah, it's of a different nature, right? And the video has got some scenes. There, there you have it, okay? Yes. I, I have some observations to share. Okay. Being a geography. Um, Y'all know latitudes are the ones that go around. Uh, Tel Aviv is at 32 degrees. Dallas, Texas is at 32 degrees. Uh, Jerusalem My house is 12 and a half feet. Just, just to give you an idea, because <laughs> generally latitude will give you an idea of temperature. Has anyone been to San Diego, California? The weather is exactly the same, and so is the landscape. Just to prepare you, right? Desert, scrubby bushes, right? We'll go to an oasis, and you'll see an oasis is really something. You know, we, and, and we're going there for a good reason, right? Um, it's, it's relatively perfect. Yeah, dry, though. It's dry. Um, do you, any other questions at all? I feel like I've over abused your time here. I'll let you know about the bus, ASAP, right? Hopefully this week. Tell you about the new hotel. Get the video series on loan. Anything else I need to do to help this be an enjoyable trip for you? Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Please, we're going.